This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a new episode. For a quick reminder, guys, we do have a website. Check out our website. It's VentimeWithConniePodcast.com. Make sure you purchase the merch product that we have. Um, it will be greatly appreciated. And now a couple of announcements, okay? There will be no more Friday episode, yes, but I'll be replacing it with a weekly live show on Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. So the episode, the live show will be converted to an episode and it will be released on Sunday at 3 p.m. So you're still going to get like two episodes in a week. And please, guys, make sure you tune in on, on Saturday. It's going to be Facebook Live and YouTube Live to watch us. I'll bring in um, guests and it's going to be about the entrepreneur series so you can learn a thing or two on how to run a business or how to even start a business to begin with so today's episode we are uh, we have a brand new episode of living single series what is this series this series touch based on topics pertaining to single life and ways single ladies can single ladies and men can navigate life when choosing life partners in the future i hope to invite guests to share life experience and learn and if you're interested, make sure you go to the website, Ventime with Connie Podcast, and also um, fill out the, a guest, the guest form, or you can send me email at ventimewithconnieayahu.com so I can bring you in, okay? So today's episode, we'll be talking about building a relationship. And I, I have a guest here with me, actually two couples. I know this is living singles. You guys are thinking everyone I'll be bringing is single, but no. I think sometimes it's good to hear from the married people, especially successful marriages. You can learn from their mistakes. You can also learn from the things that they did well, so that by the time you get into marriage, and I'm hoping all of you guys are listening, intend to get married someday, so you will know what a good relationship looks like, a healthy relationship looks like, okay? So today's, today's, I'll be bringing in a guest. There's two couples, like I said. Um, they are, they've been married for a while, and um, they know how it feels to be on the edge of divorce. After their second daughter was born in 2010, they almost ended up in court. They also wrote a book. Yeah, they're authors. The book name is Boundless Love, Healing Your Marriage Before It Begins. They share their expertise from facilitating marriage preparation, retreats for over 1,000 individuals, and overcoming their own crisis in marriage and faith. I'm talking about Christina and Javier. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the, welcome to the show. Thank you, Connie. <laughs> thank you, Connie, for having us. And thank you for everyone who's listening. And I just want to make a point when you talk about uh, this episode is for single people. And we are married, but we just want to remind you that we were single once. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Wholeheartedly remember that journey. Definitely. <laughs> we feel you. Yes. That's good. How long have you guys been married? We've been together a little over 15 years, and we've been married 14. 14. Oh, that's a long time. Congratulations, because it's like marriages these days don't hardly survive that long. So whenever I hear all these years, I always say congratulations. Thank you. You're very welcome. That's kind. That's good. So how are you guys doing? Where you guys are right, right now? We're in um, the Bay Area, so just oh. south of San Francisco, California. So, um, yeah, really, really in the thick of Silicon Valley. <laughs> yes. Where all, the, all your phones and all the software is made, basically. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, I've been, I've, Christina, you've been here for, what, 20-plus years in California? Yes, in California. And I came here from Spain in 1984. So I, I stopped uh, keeping track of how many years. So we, <laughs> this is home for us. Yes. Oh, that's good. So you also come from um, um, Spain too, Christina? 
No, I'm originally from the Midwest, so I'm I'm from Detroit, Michigan, oh, okay. and I grew up around there, all in the Midwest. And um, my dad's from Chicago, my mom's from Cleveland, and then I um, lived in New York City for several years. Mm-hmm. And my joke about that is, I lived there during my 20s as a single woman, as oh, a single okay. lady, and I <laughs> said I lived uh, the show Sex in the City, but with a lot less sex. So in any case. <laughs> So that was my, most of my twenties was in New York city. And then I moved out to California. My sister was out here and now I've been here, believe it or not, uh, 20 years, actually next month, it'll be 20 years. Oh, wow. That's good. So, um, how about, how are you guys coping with the COVID-19? I hope it's not, it's not a lot in, in your area. So, so the way we're coping, um, like you, thank you for the introduction about our book, uh, yeah. Finalist Love. So we, we do have a ministry, nonprofit ministry, that is by the same name, Finalist Love, um, Changing Life, uh, Life-Giving Marriages, and it's bondlesslove.us, uh, right? I always get it wrong with the UCOM. <laughs> and and we, what, what we decided to do is we were launching this YouTube series to help couples um, kind of create communication skills and, and other, other skills for, for enhancing their marriage. And then we, we took, um, we kind of stopped and we decided to, to really invite other couples uh, for a Facebook live every week and kind of, and kind of get to get to know what they're doing, doing this, this is strange and difficult times. Yeah. So for us, I think we, going back to your question, I think for us, we, we happen to grow more than ever in different areas in our marriage. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. and I, I think also, Connie, it's um, allowed us more time and space to be with, we have two girls, ages um, 13, mm-hmm. um, going on 30, and nine going on 25. No, I'm just kidding. uh, Two girls. And, um, you know, we thankfully are blessed enough to be able to work from home and it's really allowed us to carve out more time with our creator and really just, um, make sure that we have more conversations and more space in our lives. So I think it's been, it's obviously difficult because it's, you know, a, a pandemic and it's very, very difficult. A lot of people and the fear, um, but I think there's been some hidden gifts too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's a time for reflection and I think it's a time to look into your relationship with yourself. Yes. If you're single mm. and that relationship with your significant other, if you marry or you're with someone, you have a partner and, and really reflect on the things that you were, you needed to work on when things were normal. And I think now is a great time to really reflect on those things so you don't carry those moving forward when the new normal appears. Yes. Oh, okay. You guys are such a lovely couple. Like when I was reading your bio and I heard you guys were at some point in your marriage were at the age of divorce, like how did that come about? So one of the things that we touch on the book is, is healing um, childhood wounds and, and healing trauma um, that you carry on in, in life and you think that you think it's already taken care of. You think that because it happened during your, your childhood or younger years, you're not going to carry that into your marriage. So for me in particular, I carry a lot of childhood wounds that obviously when you're in a relationship with someone that you adore and you love deeply, uh, that person, you become more vulnerable and the more vulnerable you are, that person is going to, their love is going to touch that scar or that wound that was not healed. So for me, um, that's what happened. That's what triggered. And then I think you carry on, um, you carry on very similar to what we're suggesting couples to do now during this strange, difficult times. You carry on with things that you need to take care of in order to get to the next level of your relationship. And for me, I, I carry on that 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 uh, a lot of angry management issues, a lot of um, memories from my childhood that I didn't really process the way I wanted to, and I think that led into a, a blow up in in my 40th birthday. Obviously, alcohol doesn't help anything at all, 
mm. and and I think kind of kind of took off. But it was building up. Uh, there were moments where where it's kind of building up, and then eventually, I think in my fortieth, uh, kind of build up. But I like. I guess I will leave that for the readers that will buy the book. <laughs> it's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll suspense, so. Well, and I'll just also share because it always takes two, right? Like no one's a victim, right? So yes. I think that um, in terms of my role and my part, I think for me, and um, this was shortly after the birth of our second daughter, and I was struggling with postpartum depression. And um, I don't think I was really taking the best care of myself. I don't think I fully understood um, the symptoms uh, that I was dealing with or exhibiting. And, um, I think that was also part of our landscape. It was kind of like, and I think this happens in the course of life, even yes. in not just marriage, but in your own journey is sometimes you have these incidents where it's like the perfect storm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was that fateful evening, but like Javier said, it was building and there was a lot of either miscommunication or lack of communication, hurt feelings, yeah. um, wrestling with, um, you know, either cultural assumptions. Um, we're from two different cultures. We have a bicultural marriage. And so sometimes you operate from your family of origin or your yes. worldview and you think your partner needs to know what is normal to you. And they just, you know, you expect them to be a certain way, which is not the case. You know, obviously that's what's so great about life is that we're all so different. So we, we had a perfect storm moment and it was really kind of that, it was our literal come to Jesus. It was literally yes. what got our faith off Absolutely. on a whole nother level. And it also was those moments of like, will, is this going to make us or is it going to break right. us? And yes. thank God, you know, it, I think it made us, but yes. we had a lot of work and we still were, I mean, it's still on, it's not like you just go through that and it's all right. What do they say? Unicorns and rainbows. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad you pointed out the um, postpartum depression thing and everything. Cause I know some people that haven't had a baby or some people you hear them. Oh, maybe if I have children, if I have a child for him, or, or both of you have a child that would make your marriage, you know, work or something. I think not necessary. I don't think like you pointed out, you guys have to constantly keep building your relationship, making it stronger, communicating, you know, those expectations that you have between, you know, individually. So you will make your marriage work. Having children for this person, thinking children will save your marriage is, is a, I don't think is the right way to think. Absolutely. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think kids will, will save your marriage. I think kids will make your marriage stronger. Uh, but one, one thing that I want to point out, and we, uh, since we facilitate couples, uh, they're about to get married, and also we, we, we create life-changing marriages, or we work with couples to, to create a powerful marriage, is I always uh, encourage couples, if things are not working out, check within yourselves first. If there's something happening within, check with yourself first. It's not your spouse that is creating the problem or bringing anything to to really make difficulty in your marriage is something that is happening internally mm. and you need to check with yourself and say, okay, well, what, why me, why am I acting this way? And then really go deeper because that's perhaps something that you need to check before you have a direct communication with your wife and say, okay, I'm, I'm having this, right? Because we tend to, as humans, we tend to blame the other person, right? The finger yeah. always goes automatically towards yeah. the direction of the person in front of us instead of the other way around. So. Oh yeah. And I, I, um, I also think like one of the pieces that we talk about in our book and balanced love is about communication and so much, um, around, you know, really owning what your communication style is, especially around conflict and fighting fair. Yeah. Um, and Javi, you know, is a much more direct person. I mean, I'm pretty direct, but, and I've definitely gotten more direct in my life, mm -hmm. but the way I dealt with family conflict was like, more passive aggressive, or you sort of stuff your feelings. You don't share what you feel, you know, especially if it's negative. Mm -hmm. um, and then you wait and then it blows up yes. where <laughs> uh, Javi, I feel like was more just honest in the moment. 
Um, and neither one is right or wrong. It's not like a judgment thing. I think it's just about, okay, wait, this is my set point, right? This is like where I usually go back to a pattern and maybe I need to really think about my partner and my spouse, like, oh, they don't deal with it this way. Right. Yeah. And how can I meet them in the middle? And that mm-hmm. was a exactly. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been learning and going through. Okay. So, um, this, go ahead and dive into the topic of today which is building a a healthy relationship right so i want to know um before we go into it um you guys have already talked about your book um but how did you write the book like what was the inspiration behind the book um inspiration behind the book uh i think there were two elements one of them is uh the element of we were facilitating for so many years, we've been doing pre-marriage um, facilitation, and we felt that we were always sharing our our story, and we really wanted to to go deeper into our testimony for couples to know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, we we felt that we our framework of facilitating the way we do our workshops now was different, it was more of creating a, a, a more inquiry conversation and, and going deeper and, and that kind of inspire for us to, to write the book. Um, also, we, this is a third point, is obviously we, we, uh, we always bring God first and, and that's why it's called boundless love. And we felt that we needed to honor him because he's the one that really brought our relationship back to what it is right now so we wanted to honor him and really uh deliver the message that definitely you you gotta you gotta bring god into your marriage into your relationship either you're single or married yeah yeah i think it's a it's kind of like a love letter to ourselves and one another but i also feel like it's a testimony the book was inspired by the fact that we really got very clear connie that we could not fix our marriage on our own. Yes. We knew that we had to go to a higher power, that mm-hmm. we needed help. And that, um, that was something that I think we felt very grateful for. And so that this book is really sort of our, um, firsthand like experience of that miracle in our lives. Yes, you are absolutely right. You have to involve God. It has to be the foundation of your marriage. Cause sometimes you wonder, you see this picture perfect couple, and they still ended up in divorce. And you wonder, what's wrong? Like, how could you guys? I thought you guys were all, you know, lovey-dovey and other stuff. So that's to tell you that we can't do it ourselves. You need definitely, you need God involved to actually help you. Because marriage goes up and down. Sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's not. So you have to learn. God has to be the foundation to balance it out. Yeah, do you want to add anything else? I think the other thing is that um, we also are fans of challenge. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe that makes us a little weird, but we ended up getting up at 4 a.m. every morning to write the book and found a way to make it work because we, you know, we have young kids. um, I mean, they're a little bit older now than they were at the time of writing but it was something that we could do together mm-hmm. that and we're still doing it individually because the the book is written in two you know two people's voices you know javi's point of view and my point of view yes um but it in and of itself i think was a challenge but in the best way like a very healthy spiritual challenge to be like wow let's can we do this can we pull this off right yes. with, with god's help and so I think that there was definitely part of that. Javi always brings out the best of me. That's one of the things that I love about my husband is that he, he always challenges me and sees me. And this is so important, right? For mm-hmm. when you're single, you want to you wanna find someone who doesn't see you as you are, but who yes. you can be, right? And, and pushes you to aspire. So he is always encouraging me and I'm all, I can't do that. Or, you know, that's too much. He'd be like, no, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. So um, we kind of bolster each other, I think. Absolutely. I always encourage people, if, if you want to you wanna have an amazing marriage, write a book with your wife. <laughs> it, will, it will definitely boost your marriage. <laughs> 
That's another make or break moment right there. Yeah. We, we try, we try really hard to convince other couples, but we're getting there, right? Yeah, so far we haven't convinced anyone, but. Because, <laughs> yeah, writing a book, that's a whole different story. That's I don't right. think anybody can do that. It's a whole Everybody. other baby. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, so what are some practical ways to strengthen your marriage? Well, I think the first one, I mean, we, we come from um, a faith-based perspective. So I think the first thing is prayer. Um, I think prayer is the foundation um, because when you speak to God and you ask for God's guidance and blessing and protection, you are really surrendering your human mind, your ego, uh, your will or your way to him. And I think that is really the beauty of, you know, what marriage is about. It's about a union of two souls before God and the Holy Spirit is, is that third party that really makes that magic of of the relationship. And so prayer is that go-to, um, and it can be together, it can be individual, it can be silent, you know, meditation or whatnot. But I think when you really, um, embed prayer in your marriage, you are, you're just like putting a protective seal around it, right? Like you are um, trying to bring out, sheltering it with love, basically. That would be my first tip. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and to add to that, another thing that we encourage couples is have a vision for your marriage and plan where you want to be, I think. And be open and be vulnerable and be honest where you want to be. I think a lot of marriages... They don't want to rock the boat and they follow either what the wife or the husband is doing. Is doing. And next thing you know, there there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of frustration because either of them, they were not communicating what they really want is a common, uh, you know, what the sacrament of marriage is. And Christina and I, we always, uh, we have our own visions, what we want to do, but at the same time, we blend those two. So it becomes our vision of how we want to grow together. I mean, we even serve uh, saving money now for an RV. So when we retire, when we're 65, we can travel the United States of America. Um, in one of those, you in know. In one of the RVs. So <laughs> eventually they, they will be electric uh, when we get to that age. But right now we have that vision together and we are dreaming about it, the places that we're going to go, what RV we're going to buy. And I think having those visions or of where we're heading together really strengths your marriage because you're working together as a team. Yeah. That's so true. I was I wanted to ask this question. Like some people, like single people, most likely will be listening to this, right? And they are they believe in God, they are very strong in their faith. And what what would be your advice to someone that faith is the is important thing? And they're meeting someone that's unevenly yoked as them. Like, how do they go about it? Do you advise that you marry someone who is unevenly yoked as you? Or do you think that you should go with someone that has the same value when it comes to faith? That's a really, that's a really good question. I think, um, and I think Javi and I will have different answers. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, for me, I think that God will guide you right Mm -hmm. in those situations. So I think the clearest piece is to seek counsel with God and to pray on it and that individual and, um, you know, time is a blessing because people show their character with time. Right. Um, we have witnessed many miracles where we've seen couples, one is not in the faith per se, right? Mm-hmm. And the other is more faithful and that other individual, you know, grows into their faith, you know, at yeah. their own speed and their own season and time. And it's beautiful, but that, uh, you know, that other partner had to surrender it to God, right? They yes. had, they couldn't force that on that person. So I think you need to look at yourself around what your own intentions are in that relationship. You know, if you love that individual unconditionally or you feel like you're growing towards that, then I don't necessarily think you shut it down, but you do have to confer in prayer with God. Um, and, and it's, it's sometimes a challenge, right? I think it can be a test. I think it can be really scary, right? For some people, um, to go out on that limb because obviously if you both have this professed faith and you have that in common, you kind of are starting from the get-go, right? 
But um, the other thing I want to share, and I know Javi's going to share some of his views, is that when we got together, I was involved in a different church. Mm -hmm. And I basically, once we got engaged, sort of moved to Javier's church, right? And that was something I discerned and I prayed over and it felt right for me. But he never said to me, you need to move to my church. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is an ultimatum or Mm -hmm. you need to, you know, do this, this, and this. Um, he did later credit himself with that, but that's a whole other story. But I think that, um, there's a lot of patience involved. So, um, I'm sorry, that's not as concrete of an answer, but I'm sure Javi, you have something to say. I I think it goes back to the vision and and I Mm. I know, I mean, your relationship with God is an unindividual relationship that you have with God. But if you look into your vision, if you're going to marry this person, uh, what do you vision? Do you vision worshiping together as a family? How are you going to raise your kids? Uh, either they're going to be in your faith or her faith or no faith at all. And how are you going to feel going through your marriage without having your spouse be part of the way you worship or you celebrate the love of God in your marriage? And I think you've got to ask those questions yourself. If you're okay with it, then it's fine. But if you're not, what happens is that the expectation comes out and there's conflict. And then that's when the problems come out because you, you have envisioned that. I have seen many men where their wives don't believe in God. And when mm. I see them in functions where we all the families get together, you see them there is a sadness in their heart because their wives Mm. are not celebrating what the whole parish or uh, faith community is sharing so those are things you've got to ask yourself can you live with that throughout Mm. your marriage if you can fine if you cannot then it's something Mm. you need to address during the courtship i met many singles that are christians and if they they ask that question, are you Christian? You're not? Okay, thank you very much. I don't care how good looking you are <laughs> or how polite you are. I'm not going to date you. And that's the right, right thing for them. And there are some they're willing to explore. So I think it's something individual choice, but at the same time, vision and see where, where you want to see yourself. Because eventually the honeymoon... Mm, it'll end. It will end. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Your life, your marriage is, 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 is a long, long time. Long road. It's a long journey. It's a pioneer journey. And think about that. Uh, and, and that's something that we let couples to, to decide. But really ask those questions at the beginning. And they might be difficult, but hey, that's going to help you along the way in so many ways, so many things, right? Yeah, that's true. Um and there's so many uh, um, Christian single men, single guys, single men and single ladies out there that I believe they are struggling to find the right partner. And they are feeling like they need to compromise because they're seeing, they're being this Christian boy, a Christian girl. And the ones that they consider not Christian are getting most of the guys or most of the girls getting married quickly before them and they're feeling the pressure. I was like, is it that this whole good girl, good boy thing is not working for me? Maybe I need to give in. Maybe I need to, you know, compromise. What would be your advice to that kind of person? Um, my advice, and I'm going to be uh, very straightforward to the point, is I think you have to see, you have to evaluate God's love and the God that you, the love that you're going to be getting from those individuals. God loves his boundless love. Um, yes. It's a love that um, is bigger than anything mm. that you're going to get throughout your lifetime. And I think for a lot of single individuals, and we have coached a lot of single individuals, they're always looking for Mr. Mrs. or Mr. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't really look into themselves and, and really see what's, what's happening there. And changing your values and changing your, your kind of bending the rules mm-hmm. because you want to date somebody else that is not exactly that faith is at one point, it's not really honoring God's love that he has for you. Um, so it's a Christian. You have to ask yourself that question. Am I willing to do that? Because God is going to, God is always there for you. But at the same time, you're the one carrying that, that burden with you. If you make the decision of, of dating someone who's not in the faith and bending the rules. 
Um, so you have to look into that. I, for me, when I met Christina on a personal level, um, I, I left our relationship uh, that it wasn't a good relationship for me. And I started really working in myself and really accepting God as my Holy Father and really, and, and really saying, you know what, until I don't feel good about going out there, I'm not going to date anybody. And I start really loving myself and having that relationship with the Lord. And Christina appeared in my life. I wasn't looking for her. I wasn't, I wasn't really defining her. And, and suddenly she did. And the thing you know, same faith, same values, same vision. Um, so I always ask singles, have patience. Have patience. Have that time with God. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Fix things that they're internally. Mm. The, the right person is going to come to you at the right time, right? Because God has it for you. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I I think that um, it's a lot, sometimes it's a spiritual test. Maybe that's a way to frame it a little bit is I know it's so, and we've been there. I mean, I personally, in the book, I talk a lot about that around my own journey around dating. And um, we got married in our early thirties, which, you know, by some societal standards is considered later um, or Christian standards later in life. And I think that, um, you know, it's worth the wait. You know, it's worth, and that's a lot of, you know, God's message to us a lot of the time, right? It's like not jumping to the first job that you get. Maybe you want to really discern and pray on it and, and think it through, or you don't just move into that house or home, you know, that whatever it is, but not being so reactive and impulsive. I think you are rewarded when we let God show us and we listen to God, we ask God, we um, include him right in our discernment and our, our decisions. And I, I really empathize. I understand it's really difficult to feel like, wow, everyone's together. Or everyone's getting married except me, or, you know, what's wrong with me. And it's sometimes we kind of blame ourselves or yes. feel like, you know, less than, or, um, I think there's pressure even by family members like well, aren't you dating anyone or are you gonna get yeah. married or you know are, where's my grandbaby or i don't know whatever it is and um and so i think that there is a lot of noise that you have to block out but i think um i agree with javi in terms of loving yourself because when you fully embrace who you are that you will attract the right person right so yes. if you're in that space of with god like I don't need anyone to complete me like God and I are it, then you're not operating from a deficit. You're not operating from you need to fix me. And that gets into a very dangerous formula. If I'm looking for someone else to correct whatever I think needs to be corrected in myself, because no other human can do that. Right. So you don't want to set yourself up for that. And I think it may be temptation or, you know, like there's, it may be an easy way out of that pain or that weight, but I do think in the long run, it's better to, to just try and push it a little bit longer and you never know. Cause right when we think we're going to break, right. God shows us and it's like, there you go. Yeah, that's true. I want also let you guys give advice to someone that, a lady or a guy that is engaged, they are planning to get married and they are having a little bit of cold feet, you know? Oh my gosh, this marriage thing is a little scary. And now they're listening to you. You guys are married for 14 years. I was like, oh my God, that seems like a lot of years. So what advice would you give to that kind of person? I, I think um, I definitely vision, vision your marriage and plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is God is with you all the time. So go, go to prayer. And another thing that I, I, I practice when things are not working out in, in my day today with my relationship with Christina is be grateful and be thankful for everything that has happened. So mm-hmm. that, that can be as simple as getting up in bed, getting out of bed and say, thank you, Jesus, for a roof over my head. Thank you, Jesus, for having a bed that I can sleep on. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Jesus, for having hot water that I can take a shower. Thank you, Jesus, for soap that smells like cucumber (laughs) and kiwi. Thank (laughs) you, Jesus, for... So it can be so... And when you start repeating all the thank yous, all the blessings that we have, thank you, Jesus, for 
giving me the ability to have a coffee and breakfast with my wife. Thank you, Jesus, for going through hard times, but at the same time, I'm here with someone that can listen to my hard times as well. When you start giving thanks and blessings for regardless of where you are, you start realizing how good it is, how good God has it for you, know, for you and, and really being grateful. Um, another element as well, take care of your finances. We talk, we talk mm. to a lot of couples that don't, yes. don't, don't pay attention. And I had a conversation the other day with my daughters and said, listen, you got to love money because otherwise love money is not going to love you back. You need to appreciate the money that you make, the money that you save, how you're going to spend your money, how you're going to deal with your finances, not hiding it away from your spouse. So talk about money, vision, be grateful, right? And be honest, be deeply honest with your spouse and tell him, tell her or tell him anything. And then from there, it's very similar to when you have a kid, you do not get a manual. You know, you, you're sent with a baby from the hospital and you're looking for that manual. It's not anywhere. It's just time. Yeah, you can't Google that. You cannot Google that. It's just time. And that's what marriage is. is. Vision, time, being a pioneer. Just keep, keep working. Keep doing new things. Keep doing new projects. Because it's a beautiful journey. And the more you work on it, the more gifts your relationship is going to bring. Yeah, and I think with the cold feet, in our experience counseling couples, what I've noticed, if people have cold feet, it's usually because of an underlying issue that hasn't been addressed. Yes. So um, it's not usually like the dress or the wedding location or the wedding guest list. or It's usually something deeper than that. And Mm -hmm. um, so I think our advice would be is, you know, do some kind of marriage preparation, you know, go to a retreat, go to a workshop. Um, we offer prepare and enrich assessments, which is a beautiful tool. Um, it's for all kinds of faiths. And we've had so many couples come to us, do that assessment and get a much better grounding and understanding of what their challenges are in their relationships and what their strengths are. And you can play off of your strengths to perhaps deal with some of those challenging, right? Those challenges. And I think the cold feet really usually is around, oh, maybe we have this fear, right? That we're not addressing together or we're not openly um, putting out there to brainstorm solutions for. So I think, you know, getting, you know, support, um, talking to your minister, priest, pastor, whomever, um, and making sure that you do get counseling if you want, if you are open to that. Um, or any kind of support education beforehand, because statistically, and we know this because we're really committed, is that folks that do get kind of any pre-marriage, you know, workshop or retreat fare off better statistically in terms of minimizing their chances of divorce. And so I think the more you can get out in terms of your fears and anxieties, the sooner, the better, definitely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, do you guys, um, Basically, to add to what you said, I would say it's either you deal with it now or you deal with it later. You know, you can't just keep saying, no, it's okay, we'll figure it out later. It might multiply later and it it will be more difficult because there's a lot that comes in it. So, and it will be more difficult for you guys to solve that particular issue that you could have solved at the beginning. So, do you guys want to add anything else that you think that we didn't address before we end the topic? Well, I just want to say that Um, and you know, we always joke around, but we sincerely mean it that, um, having kids is not for the faint of heart (laughs) and it's not a requirement, right? It's not a requirement. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that does take your marriage to another level. And I don't mean a higher level. I mean, in terms of a challenge area, right? In terms of communication, um, multitasking, time management, sharing resources, making sure your values. I mean, now you're raising other human beings. So you need to make sure you're on the same page literally, yes. or they will conspire against you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or throw you under the bus or whatever. So I think, um, that's something that we're very honest about with couples around, um, you know, we love our children. We're very thankful, but we also are very clear with our children that, we are 
the most important people in our lives and that our job, they are lent to us from God. They are loan. They are on loan. We don't own our kids. They are gifts from God. They're going to leave us and have their own individual lives and, you know, choices and journeys. So, um, I think that's something that, you know, you, in terms of the vision, you want to be clear on, you want to think through, um, if that's something you want to do and you by no means have to, you know? Mm -hmm. That's true. What I will, what I will add is uh, strongly uh, encourage couples, um, regardless what denomination of Christianity you are or any any other faith, is to really get involved in either a temple or parish, get involved uh, mm. with your uh, future wife or future husband, get involved in doing some type of ministry, get involved with uh, same couples in your faith and also men and women in your faith. And because no matter what, we always going to be the outcasts. We always going to be the, the, the people are going to be, we always going to be separated because we're not looking to the normal people. And well, Jesus was the same way. He wasn't, he wasn't looked like the regular Jew. He was looked as completely different. And we are, that's who we are, right? And the, regardless what faith you are, we're always going to look abnormal. And we, and we need to fight that. And we need to get together with the people that celebrate the love that we have for God together. And we need to, and because you're going to get a lot of support in your marriage, you're going to get a lot, a lot of support in your relationship. So get involved. The earlier, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make sure that you have role models. That's what's really helped us too, is having other married couples around us. Yeah. Um, marriages we can emulate and, you know, fake it till you make it if you can't get there right away. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, we have come to the end of this topic. Um, what I always like to do with my guests, we play a game. So today's game, we're going to be playing most likely to. This is how this game is. This game is basically a way to find out more depth in your relationship in a fun, filled, and exciting way. So I will ask both of you different types of questions that can be situational and expressive. And each one of you will call out a name of the other person that will most likely do that. Like, for example, who's most likely to dance? You can say Christina, or the other person can say Javier. So so we can better basically understand uh, your your relationship, your marriage. You guys ready? Yeah. Excellent. We're ready. Okay, cool. So the first question, I'll make it a little bit easier. The first one is, who's most likely to always be happy? Christina. Christina. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Both of you have the same answer. That's good. Okay. (laughs) Who's most likely to forget something important? Hmm. I think, I think Javier. <laughs> <laughs> that would be correct. Okay. Okay. Who's most likely to fall while walking? Christina. <laughs> True. True. Really? <laughs> okay. Who's most likely to be the most popular person in school? Christina. <laughs> I think it's a tie, Connie. Uh, I don't know. I look at the yearbooks and you have a lot of, you have, you have more than me and you on the yearbook. Oh, Maybe okay. popular, but Javi would be most athletic. There you oh, go. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Who's most likely to take care of the other person while sick? Christina. Oh, oh I think it's you. No, no way. I'm a baby. Oh, that's true. Okay, Connie. Yeah, okay. I race, so I can get more <laughs> more love from Christina. A lot of men do that, right? Yes. Yeah. I love yes. you, men, but let's be real. <laughs> okay. So, who's most likely to get annoyed over small things? Javier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Who's most likely to be impatient? Christina. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I think as being a mother, sometimes that comes with it. Yeah. yeah. I you you kind of hold it back, and then it's just like, can you yeah. stop doing that, please? I know. Yes. I'm the one that does that. Yes. Okay. Who's most likely to complain about things? It's me. I don't know. I oh! I don't want to tie you. you yeah, we're probably a tie. Oh, okay. Hi, we beat the on that one. <laughs> Who's most likely to be sweet? 
Christina. No, no. Javi. I'm more, well, I'm more romantic. Yeah, he's You're more, more romantic. I'm more sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Who's most likely to be the healthiest? Oh, right now, I think we are in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. We've gone through many different stages. Usually, well, usually Javi is very, very healthy, mm-hmm. but I catch up, but he dips down lower than me. So oh, okay. I, 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 I make a race for him. I, I almost meet him there. So it's uh, tough, but yeah, yeah it, it, we're constantly dealing with, you know, just like, we're just like everyone else, you know, yes. wanting to eat bad foods and all of that. We yes. both have sweet tooths and love fried food. We're and, foodies. We're foodies. Yeah. Okay, I am too. I love food. Oh, <laughs> and our kids love it too. So all oh. of us just go crazy. <laughs> it runs to the family, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, who's most likely to be best at school? Christina. Christina. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And life hobby, school me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they have school book smart and then yes, smart. Yes, yes. Okay. Hobby's street smart, life smart. I'm school smart. Oh, okay. That's good. Who's most likely to be a good cook? Javi. Yes. Really? Oh, he's excellent. He could have a restaurant. That's how good. Thank you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But he doesn't cook as much, but we're working on it. We're working because we're foodies now, remember? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's a national cook. Very good cook. That's good. Okay. Who's most likely to fall asleep during a party? Doing Ooh. that party, you, yes, Christina, yes. yes, you have done oh, that a couple okay. times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was when my kids were little too. Yeah, you know, I was, I'm not sleep deprived. I was just so uh, sleep deprived. Mm, yeah, you know? but um, but Javi and my young, our younger, they're the life of the party. They oh, okay. they, they can go days, <laughs> <laughs> but me and my older daughter no. Okay. Who's most likely to be best at math? Javi. Oh, wow. He's good with numbers. Yes, definitely. That's good. (laughs) Who's most likely to cry when happy? Like a happy cry. Me. (laughs) (laughs) I I do that too sometimes. When you are so, something is really funny and you're crying, you're laughing and crying at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Who's most likely to buy things they don't need? Uh, I don't know. I'd say me, Javier. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's because of Amazon. I, I think if Amazon wasn't around, you wouldn't do it as much. But I, I'm a, what is it called? Bookaholic? Yeah, he's a bookaholic. Oh, okay. And I, I don't, I don't buy books you're really. Not a, no, you're not a book I'm not. I, I have books I haven't read in three years. Yeah. Oh wow. So you just yeah. buy them and store them? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I that you. I buy yeah, it's good. I'm glad you're admitting it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good. Okay. I think um, that would be it. Uh, you guys did a That's good so job. Fun. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> No, you're welcome. We get to know you guys a little bit, you know. So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, do you guys have anything, um, any upcoming events or anything you want to promote? Sure. Uh, We we do have um, a building spiritual resilience in relationships. It's a virtual workshop on Thursday, um, July 30th. Um, It is 7 p.m. Pacific time. So I don't know if that'll be too late for your um listeners but i think we may um in the future be offering some recorded mm-hmm. we also do you want to talk about cafecito for two yeah we do also have a uh, facebook live every friday at 6 p.m uh pacific uh standard time and our uh and boundless love uh facebook page and we interview other couples in the faith. So it's a fun one. And also what we're doing is we are uh, calling it uh, Book Bites. And yeah. what we're doing is every Wednesday we have a Facebook Live and our Facebook Boundless Love. And it's on pages, YouTube too. On YouTube oh, as okay. well. And what we do is we talk about the chapter, not in length, but we give you 
uh, a microbyte of the chapter, and we also have some reflection questions for you yes. to think about. So it's something for everyone to get to know us and, and you know, just, just come closer and, and see what the book is all about. And our book does, um, it is on Amazon and there's, you can get an ebook, you can get a paperback version. And we also just recently got an audio version out. So for all kinds of folks, I know some people have long commutes, so the audio is kind of nice. Oh yeah, that's good. I think I like a reading book through audio. So they would just be reading it to you while I'm busy doing something. I like that better. So I think my listeners will appreciate that. But um, guys, I will have the link to the book on the description of this episode. So you can find the link and it will take you straight to there. And do you guys have a website or something? Yes, we do. It's just boundlesslove.us. Oh, and you okay. can find us, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, I will have the website too, also on this on this description of this episode, so you can find it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. It was so much fun, and we, yeah. we hope we provided value to your listeners. We yes. are very uh, grateful, and we appreciate this time that you've spent with us. And um, for all the single people out there, just keep believing in in the Lord and keep praying and. And the Lord, you know, Lord's, yes. Lord's with you. So yes, and we're is, praying for you too. Yes, everything is going to go And if that. ladies, if you need to, you know, if you like Beyonce, you need to hear that song, dance around your house, get yourself pumped up. All the single ladies, like, yeah. you deserve the best. And God wants the best for you too. Yes, yes. Thank you guys so much. And I'm sure my listeners will, get, will learn a thing or two from you, both of you. Because you guys did share a lot of wisdom and we really did appreciate you guys from coming. And uh, and I hope you guys had fun as much as I had fun do, recording yes, this with you guys. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.